Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode 21, understanding shamanism and how it can help you unlock your full potential, know your worth and quit the people pleasing with Shaman Durek. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Shaman Durek is a Los Angeles-based spiritual guide and gifted healer. As a shaman, he acts as a mediator or bridge between the spiritual and the physical planes, applies ancient spiritual wisdom coupled with decades of devoted study and practice to help bring success, happiness, and healing into people's lives. He is world-renowned third-generation shaman who has devoted decades to study and practice in becoming a thought leader and spiritual enthusiast for people all over the world. His focus is educating people on how to make shamanism a lifestyle choice for evolutionary adaption. He's an author, activist, and women's empowerment leader. In this episode, we uncover what shamanism truly is and how it can help you live your life to a full potential. We uncover how you can stop reacting, learn to live through love, create your own personal positive emotions, adjust your language for better things, dream more, and allow life to be as fluid as possible. We learn how shamanism can stop disease, reduce stress, ill health, poor mindset, and help you live a life full up of positivity, love, and unblocked energy. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful, blessed, and feeling good. Listen to this man. He is a bundle of happiness. It's so nice to have such happiness in my ears today. Thank you so much again for joining me. I am super excited to chat to you today and really break down all things shamanism because from our element in the UK, it is a very new concept to a lot of people that I've been speaking to. Some totally understand it and some they're like, what is it? I need to know more. And I know for myself, it's definitely something that I've only recently opened up to. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself. I've obviously done your bio and you're an incredible healer and worker in the industry, but please do introduce yourself and tell my audience how you've ended up where you are today and doing the work that you are doing. Well, my name is Shaman Dirk and I was appointed a shaman because of my family's lineage. 
there are six generations in my family of shamans that had gone all across Africa. But of course, I call myself third generation just because I feel like there's three members of my family that I feel could have taken it a little bit further. So I always just say I'm third generation. I just like (laughs) it sounds. But most people don't know actually six generations. I was chosen when I was about five years old. I started exuding the gifts, the mentality that they would look for to become a shaman. And I started training when I was 11 under my dad's idea that if I was to go into the family shamanism, Mm -hmm. that I would also study religion as well so that I would be well-rounded. He didn't want me to just be the shaman without having knowledge of other people's religions, cultures, philosophies, and understanding. So he was very adamant about me having the, the proper education in not just shamanism, but also many other forms of spiritual belief and diocese and so forth. And so I have, since I was 11 years old, started studying both shamanism as well as religion. And I've lived in places in Israel, Turkey, Palestine. I've lived in Italy studying Catholicism. So I have had a very well-versed understanding of people's spiritual backgrounds, including Hinduism, Baha'i, and many others. And through that, I also went to holistic school. So I studied holism, studied physiology, kinesiology, pathology. I've studied the knowledge of understanding of how people's body works. I've worked with allopathic doctors as well as holistic doctors. And I've worked also in Chinese medicine with Chinese medicine doctors as well. And really facilitating my knowledge and my understanding so that I'm able to bring the highest level of support to humanity as a whole. Shamanism is about being a bridge to people. In a tribe, a shaman was the one that the chief would talk to in order to find out how the tribe can continue to thrive and continue to adapt both to their resources, to their environment, and to themselves, and then to the collective as the tribe as a whole. And today, being the fact that I'm a shaman to the people of the world, I am doing just that by communicating, learning people's cultures, understanding people's languages, learning how to really get people to really see themselves outside of the mire that they go through in the very mundane world of hustle and bustle, get your bills, you know, have a job, raise your family, you know, all this type of stuff, engage and social atmospheres, I am really about bringing the power back to you so that you have an awareness and understanding of how your energy is operating, where your energy is going, how things are actually showing up in your life. And then it all involves me from everything from reading people's veins to looking at the way they breathe, the sound of their voice, to the way that they walk down the street, to the way they interact with their family, tells us shamans how they are adapting and being alive on planet Earth. And one of the most important things for us is to create sustainable joy, sustainable health, sustainable well-being in a human body. And what we focus on the most in society is that people in society are focusing more on these very quick fixes. And I think that they're great. However, they're not sustainable. And that's where shamanism comes in because we are the ambassadors for the spirit world to the physical world to create a wholeness, not just on the mental level, but on the emotional level, the physical level and the spiritual level, thus creating it in the most simplistic way, because a lot of spirituality can be very convoluted and make people think, oh, that's too woo woo. Yeah. What I've done is I've taken spirituality and shamanism and simplified it Mm 
to make it easier for someone like a Wall Street exec, a lawyer, a major Fortune 500 CEO, a mother, a child, a teenager, a husband who's blue collar, to be able to understand no matter what level of life you are in, to be able to give you tools, knowledge, and information that can help you to better your life and make it easy. I mean, firstly, can I say absolutely incredible background that you have there. And I think for me, the thing that's really sticking out about how amazing it is, is it just you that's chosen to go and learn everything there is to learn from kinesiology to this religion to that religion? Or is it that's expected of you? Or is it you have taken it upon yourself to kind of learn from every area that is to learn so you can fully access someone's full potential? Because that for me is the most incredible part is that you're taking everything and condoling it into like one place to be able to provide someone with their better energy. So most shamans don't do that. Most shamans are basically regional based Mm -hmm. on their area. They understand the plants in their area, the animal, the resources, and what's available to them from their cultural understanding in that regional area or wherever they may be in the world, be it if they're Balinesian, African, Peruvian, Icelandic, you name it. There's different shamans that have their regional understanding. And a lot of shamans, especially the ones who deal with medicines and so forth, they don't have background in physiology, kinesiology, pathology, an understanding of psychology and how the human body is constructed on those levels. That I have to give thanks to my father and my mother for that. My mom and my dad always said to me, if you're going to do this, you need to make it relevant. And it took my dad some time to come along with this because he really wanted me to have a normal life from what he had because he was apprenticed to my grandmother. Mm -hmm. He wanted to make it relevant in the sense that it wasn't too out there for people to grasp. And he wanted me to be able to have knowledge to take my powers and my ability to a much more higher level so that I'm able to really help people to co-adapt in their own environment, where they're at with what they know. So if I'm working with a Christian person, I'm not talking something that they don't understand. So I can actually change my words to match what it is they understand and then help them facilitate a stronger relationship with the teachings of Jesus. Or if it's Muslim, helping them to understand the teachings of Muhammad, Ali, and Fatma, and really understand how to take the Quran and digest it in a way that operates them to becoming a more loving, more nurturing, more generous, more present being versus living in this perpetual fear of their own creator. If it's a Buddhist, which I have, you're not having them go into this anxiety attack when they forget to chant or they forget to go to temple. So what we have to do as human beings, which is our choice, it doesn't mean we have to. But when I say we have to, meaning from my perspective of how we can actually go further, is to always be able to enhance where we are in our abilities. If you're a doctor, enhance your knowledge of holism. If you are a person who's holistic, enhance your knowledge of allopathic medicine. If you are a person who's doing Reiki or any form of alternative healing, enhance yourself constantly. I think that one of the most important things that I've learned from my family is never stop learning. And that makes you able to support and be there for people on such a grander level. Absolutely. Completely agree with you. And I think two really key things that I think sit so closely to what I'm trying to create in this industry with Alternatively Healthy is that A, quick fixes aren't sustainable. And B, that really what you're saying is it's about unlocking your own personal way that works for you and your own vibe that works for you taking into consideration all these different elements so one of the biggest things for me is I started in this industry as a fitness professional and then I really noticed that what was happening is people were just following what that person was saying what this person was saying and nobody was tuning into them whether they were hungry what their body loved doing and how they loved moving and the whole reason I started this was because 
I had health issues that the doctors would never get to the bottom of. They would send me away with, you've got this, you've got that. And it was actually all the alternative methods. So I had kinesiology from a really young age. I've literally just got back from a session now. It's the only thing recently that has massively helped my growth and my healing in so many areas. So it's incredible that you have taken all of those elements. That's how you're pushing people to take that next step. And with the quick fixes as well, it's such a big thing. I'm sure it's the same because you're half here, half LA, right? Half London, half LA based, or you're just all over the world? I live in London, in Kensington, but I come in and I come out because... I'm constantly traveling, so it may seem like I don't live there, but my stuff is there. Your stuff's there. Yeah, see, I find, for me, I live in Fulham, so not too far from you, and my family all live in LA, and this is kind of where I like opened up to this whole different headspace of wellness and just living people's the best life that they possibly can. Do you find that there's something about London it's quite behind or we just have to have things spoken to us in a different way or do you feel like that's just a certain community of people i feel like the americans are way more open to learning to tune into themselves and really like master and unlock new heights of power here's what i would say i feel like as far as the educational understanding of how people adapt to information is a bit different so if you take california for instance we were raised from childhood to eat these types of chia seeds and, you know, yeah, I mean, you were in school or you were at someone's house and you ate something that wasn't healthy. Your friends would give you like Mm -hmm. the reason why it's unhealthy and how it's affecting your body and what it will do to you. Cause everyone has that knowledge. Cause that's how you're raised in California. You're raised with this very hippie mindset of what these things, I mean, I was doing kombucha before kombucha even hit the shelves in Whole Foods. And so I would go to my friend's house and we'd say, oh, I have a Manchurian mushroom. He's like, well, I do too. And I added this, you know, and this is like, you're talking early eighties, early nineties, this was going on. So alternative understanding of how people are adapting to language in California, people are much more open to try things. And when I say try, like get into it and discover it and then see if it works for them. Whereas in London, people are a little bit more hesitant because you have to understand, I was living in London in the early 90s and I was living in Baker Street in Marleybone. And I remember just giving someone a hug. People found that a little bit strange. They called me, oh, look at the Yankees. You know, he's so emotional, you know? And I thought to myself that the most knowledge that they had at that time was herbs. You know, yes, I do herbs. I have different types of herbs that I take for this and for that. And so the information of what was available alternatively, the different types of takes on how people were perceiving information for health and wellness was very different. So I think the culture has definitely changed. And I think right now what it is about is people are a little bit reluctant because they're skeptic. And it's great to be skeptic. You know, I think skepticism has a natural function of just having a bit of discernment about making sure you're not putting yourself into something that is literally making you look like you're crazy or something. And what I find in London is that when I begin to explain people things to them on a very simplistic, easy to understand, maintainable, adaptable of what's going on in their life right now, instead of taking spirituality where you see it in California, where people can get really woo woo with it and people will that journey. The difference with London and people in California 
is that in London, you have to make it make sense for their life and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with a business person, you're dealing with a woman, you're dealing with a worker, whatever, you have to make your knowledge and information viable and understandable for them to digest as a tool to enhance where they're at in their life and what they're dealing with in their families, with their job, with the stress, with the anxiety, all of these things. And you also, too, it's not intrinsic in the nature of the behavior on a social level that you would manage to take care of yourself and lift yourself out of the quagmire of life. People is always keeping your head down to stay below the water. Don't pick your head up too high. So this mentality, which is now leaving, thank goodness for that, has kept Londoners a little bit down in their ability to be able to research and indulge in these other types of faculties of healing. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of it does come from the US and the conversation and the language that is used makes them switch off. And it is definitely changing for sure. So going back to that shamanic tradition, it's all about energy, isn't it? That energy is the building blocks of life and everything from a person, plant, animal, thought, feeling, we're all energy. So how can that affect someone by understanding that? How can that affect the way that they live their lives on a day-to-day basis and with that in their mindset? How can we like shift how we're living our lives? So in shamanism, it's not just about energy. It is about literally the service in which you bring through your being. Mm -hmm. So when you are bringing generosity, kindness, love, openness to people, to yourself, to your environment, the energy that is building inside of you, the energy that is going out into the world is creating this beautiful life for you because the energy that you're sending out. But if you are operating from a place of letting the darkness infiltrate your ability to be kind and generous, loving, nurturing, compassionate, and all of these things, then that is the energy in which you hold. And we call that poison and parasites and spirits that are infiltrating your proper thinking, which is to come from a place of love Mm -hmm. and come from a place of understanding. So what we say in shamanism is that the true act of responsibility is the ability to respond with love and not react. Because when you react, you are literally locking in your reality that you see. And life is fluid. Life is supposed to be fluid, lucid, just like when you dream at night. It's fluid and lucid. It's changeable. It's adaptable. But if you continue to put like strong beliefs on things and you put matter of facts on things and you want to be right about things, then you actually make it solid and it not becomes lucid anymore. It becomes locked in and then you begin to be stuck in that reality. So in shamanism, it's about learning how to become a very good dreamer in the waking world. How do you dream a life for yourself, for people, and for the whole collective of planet Earth to bring new information, new innovation, new intelligence, new ideas, new things to the forefront that are beyond the limitation of labels and lack and limitation and fear and scarcity and anything that is depleting the human spirit, depleting the mind, depleting the emotions, and literally depleting the body, which leads to illness and disease. So if the body is getting the right amount of medicine, mean good food, nutrients, certain types of fungi and things that the body needs because your body is a living organism of multiple fungi and bacteria that make up your mitochondria and makes up your microbiome and that gives you your brain health. All of these things need to go into understanding that we have to put things in our body. Either we're creating and destroying every time we open our mouth and drink something or eat something, we're creating something great for our body or we're destroying something within our body. 
And the same is in your emotions. Are you emotionally creating emotions that are making you feel good? Are you taking on other people's stress because you're nosy and you can't get out of people's business? Or you feel the need that you have to suffer because other people are suffering around you. You're listening to the news, you're reading newspapers, it's creating emotional discord in your being. These emotional discord create stress factors. These stress factors are stress points in the body that raise cortisol, increase certain level of toxicity, free radicals. And before you know it, you have all kinds of problems with your health because that's affecting your physical body. Mm-hmm. And then you look at your mind. Your mind is very important. How do you think about yourself? Do you think for your yourself or against yourself? Do you say things are hard or do you say things are manageable? Do you use words that describe ease and grace or do you use words that lock you, bind you and hold you down? These are very important things. Just the language that people have adapted to is enough to cause cancer, is enough to create blockages in them having love, is enough to limit them from having a healthy and having wellness in their life. People think just because you eat vegan or you do vegetarian or you're raw or you do these things that this constitutes a body that is in health and wellness. I disagree as a shaman. No, I completely you know, agree with you. Yeah. You know, you can eat the most healthiest foods, my love. You can go to the gym and work out and look so beautiful on the outside, but inside you're rotting because your mind is not correct. Your emotions are not in balance. So your internal self is creating inflammation. You may look, you may have ripped abs, you may have a small, tiny hip, you may look good in a bathing suit, but inside you are rotting. And this is a problem. And this is when people wake up and go, I did all these things healthy and how did I get cancer? I did all these things. How come I have all these health problems? How come this is happening to me? How come I feel depressed and I still can't get out of it, but I'm doing all of these things and I'm eating healthy and whatever? No, because your mind and your emotions dictates how your life will be. And so if a human being realizes that health and wellness is not just existing in the physical, it exists in the emotional, it exists in the spiritual, and it exists in the mental Spiritual just means your willingness to evolve beyond your limitations. That's it. People have turned spirituality into some kind of very new age. If you're spiritual, you work with crystals. If you're spiritual, you're getting Reiki done. If you're spiritual, you're meditating. That does not constitute spirituality. Those are tools that can enhance your spiritual nature. True spirituality is one thing. Are you willing to evolve the nature of your being beyond limitation and fear? If that is a yes, you're spiritual. That's incredible because from a personal perspective and from my audience perspective, so that person was me three years ago. I was that girl that was just like, I only thought that happiness came from the external, from eating well, from having the juice, from going to here, there and everywhere. And as a coach to loads of girls now, that's kind of one of the biggest things that comes through and one of the biggest key messages. I've literally just launched a program now, which is all about working from your insides to get what you want from the outsides. And it's amazing how many people are opening up and coming and being like, okay, so how do I actually physically make this mindset change? Is it a case of just making the decision today to work on your mindset and to do the things that put that in place? And as you said, literally just say to yourself I'm ready to do this is that the case of how someone can go to that healing process just the case of making the decision well first of all you can't say work because if you use the word work work has vibrational tones of slavery 
the moment you use work, you have a part of your consciousness that goes, oh, work, another thing I have to work for. Great. I'm going to put up resistance. I'm going to be stubborn. I'm going to create a wall so I can make sure that I'm not always working. So we want to use the word love, right? Yeah. How to create the changes to love on yourself even more, enhance the love for yourself. So the first way to make a change is to understand that you have to remove the middle person. Now, what is the middle person? The middle person is the hows and whys. Like when people say, how come I'm not losing weight? Get rid of the how come and just say, I'm not losing weight because and fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, everyone intrinsically knows why they're doing what they're doing and how it's being done and what's happening and what's the consequences and so forth and so on. You are a walking, breathing, living, aware being. Animals know certain things about their behaviors and so do we. And we have a much more facilitated way of adapting since we have come out of the Cro-Magnum days. So we have to stop using words that we can hide behind and use it as middle men, middle women to keep us from finding out the truth. So the first way to make a change is to simply realize that change does not occur because you say it. Change occurs because you accept it. So everything in life is based on acceptance or non-acceptance. If you are accepting something, then it happens. If you're not accepting it, it doesn't happen. It's the same thing. If you want to change your toothpaste because you don't want to use that one because it's more toxic and you found much a more natural one, you don't have to go to all this drama in order to get yourself to change your toothpaste. You just make a decision and you accept it that the new toothpaste is right for you and that's it. And all of a sudden the other one goes in the trash can. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with your spiritual evolution. It's the same thing with you working out your body. It's the same thing with the way you're operating with your friends and the type of lifestyle you choose to live, right? It's acceptance. But to get to that acceptance, you've got to get out of the whys and the hows. Why am I doing this? You already know why. Get rid of the why and say, I'm doing this because. If someone says, how come I don't have a relationship? Get rid of the how come and just say, I don't have a relationship because and fill in the blank. And the thing is, you'll have all the answers given to you. Everyone knows exactly why they do what they do. When I ask someone in the hospital, why do you have cancer? And they go, why do I have cancer, Shaman Dirk? I said, let's get rid of the why and just go straight to the cancer and say, I have cancer answer because fill in the blank. And they're like, because I'm unhappy with my life and I don't like my marriage. Okay, good. Now we're being honest. So now you have a foundation, a platform in which to launch yourself from. This is how change occurs. Amazing. And so then once they've accepted it and they found what that problem is, how can they go into creating that emotional balance that you talked about and then working on that element? Once you accept it, is that when things just naturally change in the way that you act and the things that you do change? Immediately, I have had people who've had drug addiction, alcohol addictions. I've had people who are chronic smokers. I've had people who are bad eaters who never would go to the gym. Once I showed them how to remove the middle man, remove the middle woman, get out of that space of using the hows and whys and get into just being straight honest with yourself, they were able to make the change because now they saw it. So there was no excuse anymore. You see, when people have ways to make excuses, when they say things like, I don't know, or I have no idea, or any of these things, that's because they're thwarting their power. They're basically saying, I have power. I don't want to take responsibility for it because I'm not going to show up with love with it. So what I'm going to do is use a word that will make you accept to get off my back and stop asking me these questions. So uh, human beings have become very good at spiritual bypassing themselves. A spiritual bypass, remember I told you, true spirituality means your willingness to evolve beyond limitations lack and any energy that is holding you back from being more of what you could become. Yeah. So bypass means that you're using words and languaging 
that limits you from being able to see yourself and evolve and reaching up to higher levels of evolution. Because the worst thing you can do as a human being is to stunt your evolution by using these in-between words like but, maybe, I think so, it could be, how come, how, why. All of these things are limiting you from your true power, which is waiting for you on the other side of those words. In a lot of what you're talking about is you're saying a lot about like overcoming fear, holding you back, what you become. So there's like this whole element of people being fearful, even if it's not why they were ill, but being fearful to actually truly become their self or do what they wish and what they want to do. And that is one of the biggest things that I get asked is how can I overcome this fear? How do I unlock my full potential? I would like to move careers. I saw that you did it. What is it? What are we so afraid of in becoming that person over there that we know we can be? Why are people so afraid? Is it because they're afraid of what things might come up for them? You know, they're showing them their limiting beliefs. So what is this fear that so many of us have around becoming our fullest potential, who we're meant to be or living our full purpose in life? Well, for one thing we have to acknowledge is that human beings don't give themselves potential to be powerful. And why would they when you are told that your creator can destroy you or that your creator could be mad at you? or that your creator could be against you in some way, or that if you don't do something in a certain way in school, you get bad grades, or if you don't do certain you're going to get grounded by your parents, or you're going to have your toys taken away, or you're going to get spanked. All of these conscious programmings that have affected us on an unconscious and subconscious level has created this idea that there is some kind of something that can happen to you if you don't do what you're supposed to do. So people find safety in discomfort because they've been doing it their whole lives, lying to themselves over and over and over to make sure everyone loves them, everyone likes them, and everyone is approving of them when they're not approving of themselves. How many times have you seen a person take a job, marry someone, get in a relationship, choose to be in a situation and do something for a friend when they really knew? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. They didn't want to do it and then end up regretting it or hating on themselves by sabotaging themselves from things that they really want in their lives because they're not being honest with themselves. The worst thing you can do as a human being is lose your integrity with yourself. It doesn't matter if someone doesn't like you because everybody has their role to play in your life. If someone says, Shaman Durek, 
I really need you to do this and this and this for me. I don't just jump at it because that's going to make me get the good points of likes and loves in the hearts and the happy faces. No, what I do is I tap into myself. I put my hand on my heart and I ask myself, is this something that I really want to do that I would do without thinking I deserve anything in return? Can I do this fully or do I need to take care of myself right now and do what I need for myself? And when I get I need to take care of myself, I say, no, you know what? I'm not the one for this. The spirit of the universe is going to send the one who is supposed to be there for you on this level. Mm-hmm. And I honor and trust in that. If someone is drowning in a pool, I check in with myself to see if I had enough sleep, enough energy, and I'm taking the right amount of medicine in my body, meaning food-wise, to be able to jump in and save that person. If I hear a don't jump in, that means that spirit already has someone who's strong enough, healthy enough, you know, slept enough to be able to jump in and save that person. Why would I jump in and both of us drown? The consciousness of relation is what is creating the deficit and people actually making those quantum jumps, or you could say micro jumps that lead to quantum jumps, actually, to step into that space of that level of awareness with the idea of it's okay for me to shine. It's okay for me to let myself be glorious. It's okay for me to be educated and smart and not feel that I'm making other people uncomfortable. If people are uncomfortable, let them be uncomfortable. I always tell people, if you're ruffling people's feathers by being you and being authentic to who you are, then that's what you have to do because that's going to help the person grow. Sometimes people have to go through discomfort with you because they're growing through you. They're growing by watching you. They're growing by being in your life. You know, I have friends all the time who say, oh my God, Derek, you know what? You push every button in my body, but <laughs> you, it's wonderful because yeah. you've helped me to be, take me and my wife's relationship in our marriage to a whole nother level just by you being you. Never be regretful for that. So the thing is, in order for us to truly be able to make those changes, my love, we have to, one, step into the place to give ourselves permission to shine as bright, as radiant, and as illuminate as we want to be. I think that is going to definitely resonate with a lot of people. And it does for me because for years and years and years, I was such a people pleaser. And I knew that I could give people messages that they needed to hear. And I knew that I was like ruffling feathers. So I would just step back and kind of stop myself. You know, I'm a big believer if you attract what you are as well. And I tend to now attract, I'm in this position where I get a lot of people saying it to me and they're only reflecting who I was for so long. And I, something I still struggle with for sure is that whole people pleasing and not wanting to upset anyone along the way. I don't think in your conscious mind, you ever think I don't want to shine because it might make them feel bad. I think it comes out as just, what are they going to say? How are they going to judge me? Doesn't it? It's kind of like way deeper than that, but that's actually the true thing. So it's definitely something that resonates with me. And I think I was watching the masterclass that you did with the Sahara about unlocking your full potential. And for those of you guys that are listening, it is an incredible online masterclass that Shaman Durek and Sahara do together. And I loved what you said in there quite a lot. You were talking about being aligned rather than hustling. And again, this might be something that's super resonated with me, but I've always been that person that just works, 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 works to the ground, works to the ground, works to the ground. And I can tell when I'm in alignment and I can tell when I'm not, but I definitely think it resonated with me in terms of thinking that in order to achieve, you have to seriously hustle to the point of exhaustion. How can someone kind of overcome that? And what's your thoughts on that? Because I loved what you said in the masterclass. So I'd love for you to give your feedback on that to people listening. 
we recognize the understanding of what is a hustle, right? A hustle is based on the idea of scarcity and fear. Something that is like a knife behind your back. You got to move forward because that knife is poking you. So the idea of hustle comes from the alignment that fear is your motivator. Lack is your motivator. The idea that something is not going to be happening in your life or you're not going to have something or procure something in your life is your motivator. That is not a great motivation, And secondly, if you're hustling to the point of burnout, then you are not honoring the balance. And in nature and in life, there is a balance that goes with every single person. Everyone has a balance. So when you're in alignment, you're not doing it from a place of I have to. You're doing it from is I want to because it's fun and I'm having a joyful time doing it. If you lose the joy, if you lose the fun, if you lose the idea that something is great and wonderful, then you're hustling. Because when you're in alignment, you're just showing up with yourself. And what happens is the universe aligns all the right people, all the right situations and everything without you having to put any work in it. It's called living in the life of grace. So when you're living in the life of grace, that means that you are aware of the flow that you are to maintain that is not about burning yourself out or limiting yourself. It is about being in constant fill up with yourself. And that alliance allows you to be in alignment with the universe. And then you let the universe bring all the people. Like when I go to a, an event, okay, I used to have this one friend and I used to find it very fascinating, this friend of mine. They would go around the room with their wine glass and just go and socialize with every single person, okay? And me, I would just go in there and know that there is an alignment there already for me and that there are people who are supposed to meet me there and there are ones who are not even supposed to come close to me. This friend will attract all these people in their lives and always have bad people showing up in their lives, doing things to them, affecting them. You know, and when I say bad, I mean out of alignment. Yeah. Meaning people who are operating from fear and acting out of their fear in their relationship with others and so forth by playing power games and power struggles, all this kind of stuff. This friend would say to me, I don't know why I keep bringing these people into my life. I said, because you're hustling your life. You think the more people you're meeting, it's actually bringing you to a place of where you want to go. So you're social climbing through this way. Whereas with me, I just go into the event. I know the alignment's there so that people will find me. I won't even have to do anything. If I go sit on the couch or if I go by a bar or if I go by the dance floor, they're going to find me because we're already in alignment. And that's always what happens. I always go there. I'll meet like this guy who's like a doctor or this woman who's an artist. And then she'll invite me to this art thing. And then I meet this other person. It's like I'm just following the alignment. I'm not pushing myself into other people and forcing myself to other people just because I feel like I have to do that to hustle because I'm meeting the incorrect people that spirit has not aligned with me. And you can always tell the difference. Like I know myself, I know when things are just totally aligned and things are coming to me and I say, oh, I would really like this. And then someone walks into my life. And like you said, you meet someone, they introduce you to someone else. But then I also know when I'm totally hustling and it's really tough to get yourself out of that mindset and go, right, no, something's not wrong here. And what is your advice to someone to do that? Like how can they physically, if they find themselves hustling, is it just going back to the drawing board as to what your intentions are and why you're doing this? Or how can they kind of move from that? You got it. And let's change your languaging from using words like difficult, hard, things like that. Mm Because we got to use those ladders and doors. Windows, ladders and doors means that you use your language structure to create something powerful. So if I said my day was really hard today and I put a period on it, that's not what you want to do. You want to say 
My day was hard today. However, new energies are showing up and powerful energies are influencing change in me right now that is lifting me out of that hardness and bringing me into a place of well-being and peace. Mm-hmm. Now put a period. Yeah. Right. So going back to what you were saying, exactly, is that if you're in that space of hustle, it's not about getting upset with yourself because the moment you react to it is the moment you lock it in. Okay. You want to become lucid. So you want to just observe that you're in hustle and then you want to observe what do you feel that you don't have that you feel that you have to go hustle for. When you're a quantum creator, you have the ability to create all types of things based on how you think and what comes out of your mouth. So what you want to do is step back and get more clarity. What is it that I'm asking for in my life and how can I sit in the place of grace and ease to have it show up? And then it just happens. It happens. And then it, it happens. just happens. No, I... And they'll be like, oh my God, Shaman Durek, it happened. I'm like, <laughs> It just happened. No, I can totally relate to that. And there's been so many times and I definitely always flick between the hustle and then the alignment and it just feels great. It feels like you're floating when you're aligned and everything's working. And then the hustle, you're like, where's this come from and why? And I always know, I always know that it's because I'm not on the right path or I'm doing something I knew I didn't want to do or it always works back. And like you said, your body of self always gives you the answers, doesn't it? As to why, you know, deep down why it's not working. And talking of this hustle and like, I guess one of the biggest things that a lot of people talk about is your breakdowns what make you problems the pathways and the breakthroughs in life for me what changed me all the breakdowns I had the bad relationships I had battling with my health my whole childhood from all these like lovely intolerances that I got given as a child and all of those things have been what made me and I always say thank you to my ex-boyfriend for breaking up with me because he was the whole reason that I like got so unhappy and so ill and then now I've like gone on this whole pathway of healing myself. What is your advice to someone who has been through a really hard time? They're going through growing pains because I feel like that's a lot of the conversation I get at the moment is people are hitting a certain age and they're shedding all that old crap and they're not fussed really anymore about what people think about them and they want to just live in purpose and live in happiness. How can someone just pursue that and really know that those things are what make them and overcome that time of confusion? Well, I think the key element here that we have to really ascertain is recognizing that you have to get clarity with your authenticity. So clarity with your authenticity is realizing like, really, who am I? And where do I want to really express myself in my being and everything that I've gone through in my life is to take all of those things and use them as diamonds, gems, and jewels to bring that out to the world, to share that with people, to enhance people's lives by you living an enhanced life, by acknowledging everything that you have accomplished in your life. A lot of people, you know, they celebrate birthdays, they celebrate anniversaries, but they don't celebrate them. They don't celebrate their triumphs. They don't celebrate the fact that they got over a painful situation or a painful heartbreak or that they lost their job or they leave a job. They don't celebrate their job being ended, you know, having friends come over and celebrate that with them. They don't celebrate their breakup, realizing that a breakup is happening because universe is saying they've graduated to move on to that which is real authentic for them. They see it as, oh my God, this thing happened to me. Oh my God, why is this happening to me? Again, they're not realizing that there is a beautiful balance that is taking place. If they lose their job, it's because they graduated to really be more honest with themselves about what really brings them joy. If they lose their relationship, it's about them realizing that that person was not right for them. They have to be in alignment to that which is right for them instead of 
are compromising in their relationship. There should be no compromise. They should show up and be loved unconditionally. If they're not, that's not your relationship, period. No bickering and fighting and all that nonsense. It's a waste of time and energy and therefore doesn't support the greater whole of what you both can be creating together. So all of these things are important when it comes to authenticity and how we're operating. And I feel that that is one of the key elements to what you're talking about. Yeah, is just actually finding out. I always say to people, like, take the time to get to know yourself and take the time to get to understand who you are and, and what you want to do. And that was a journey for me. And even still now, I have so many things where I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. And I have not been doing that or like delegating certain things. You spoke there about celebrating people and people celebrating themselves. And again, this is something that I have been so honest with my audience about wherever it came from, from somewhere my self-worth and my self-belief in my abilities took so long, such a journey for me to master. If you were to give someone like five tips on how they can really truly dial up their self-worth and like build up their confidence, because that is the biggest thing I get asked is people like, I just don't have the confidence. How can they do that and learn to celebrate them? What are some practical tools that people can take into their daily life? I know it's a mindset change, but do you believe in like affirmations and journaling and what are the practical things that people can do? Well, the way that I've seen affirmations like I am love and I am this and all that, like I think that's just new age fluffery. Mm -hmm. I feel that the way in which you can enrich yourself with empowerment and with feeling that is by doing this thing I call wording yourself up. And wording yourself up is every day you get up, you speak to your soul. You say, I love how when you walk into a room, you're strong and powerful and people love your energy. I love how someone is thinking something beautiful about you right now. I love how everything in your body is operating and functioning with optimum precision and balance and harmony. I love how you're always in a calm state and you're always being a shining light to people. When you walk into a room, people feel your grace, your beauty, your love, and your energy. I love how people are always thinking beautiful things about you and always wanting to collaborate with you and do fun projects with you. I love how money always flows to your life. I love how you're always in a place to take time for what you need for yourself to bring the beautiful things in your life, such as learning new skills, new languages, taking up a new art form and learning a new musical instrument. Wording yourself up is I love how I love when I love this about you, because when you say it in that way, everything you say to yourself, your soul listens and then you become. Yeah, it's so I felt like you were just saying that all to me then. Yes, oh, absolutely. Felt nice. <laughs> it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. So, so watch, I want you to experience this it, exactly the way I explained okay. it to you. I love how you're always thinking about people and bringing beauty and understanding into people's lives. I love how you're always thinking about people and bringing such beauty and positivity into people's lives. Yes. I love how you're always bringing warm, powerful, unconditional love energy through your body. I love how you're always bringing warm powerful love through your body. I love how this energy that you bring of love into your body, you can feel it right now. I love how this energy that you're bringing of love into your body, you can feel right now. I love how powerful you feel when you start your day and how motivated you are. I love how powerful you feel when you start your day and how motivated you are. And I love how you can feel that right now inside of your body, building and brewing. And I love how you can feel that right now inside of your body, building and brewing. Do you see what's happening? Yeah, I'm like smiling at myself in the mirror. (laughs) 
Do you see how your whole entire cells and everything in your body has just shifted? Yeah, absolutely. I've helped people get out of chronic depression. I've helped people come out of dysfunctional relationships just by wording themselves up, just by utilizing their language towards themselves in a way that activates their soul quality. Yeah. Wow. I need you in my life. (laughs) Well, I'm here, my love. (laughs) I need you in my life. And I'm sure everyone listening needs you in their life. And how can people find you? Obviously, your Instagram is Shaman Durek. How can people best learn to work with you? see your work do you do events are you going to come and do an event in london for me yeah i do i would love to do an event in london for you right now i've been out of london right now just because i got offered a tv show oh, in wow. Los Angeles. i have to go through these tv meetings and then i have to finish my book that i've written so then i'll come back but i definitely will do an event for you but the best way for people to connect with me is through instagram because i respond to everyone who writes me yeah and they get messages on my posts, things that will enlighten them that they get to interact with. Also, my podcast, which is Ancient Wisdom Today. That's mm-hmm. A-W-T, Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. If they start from the beginning and catch up to where we are, their whole lives are going to be changed. Also, I believe if they want to go up on my website, which is shamanderick.com, and sign up on my newsletter so they can find out what workshops I'm teaching, if it's quantum physics, if it's understanding emotional capacity and not becoming a dysfunctional impact and all of these things that are affecting people's lives and causing stress in their lives. There's a lot of workshops that I do to teach these beautiful tools to enhance your life and to give you the power back in your hands. That's another way that they can do it. So these are the wonderful things that they can do. And if this is coming out anytime soon, I'm going to be doing an event in Costa Rica, which is going to be on 11-11 in Costa Rica, which is going to be a huge event. It doesn't cost a lot of money and it's amazing. And you're going to be out there by the great sacred tree where we're going to have shamanic ritual, yoga, healing, healthy food, healthy conversation about intimacy, consciousness, everything. So if people can make it out to that November 11th, they can go on my Instagram and look on my main page. It's on my link and my bio. Everything will be on the show notes as well. Thank you so much for today. I feel like, honestly, you've completely shifted my energy from a stressful day. So I needed that myself. And I'm sure my audience would have absolutely taken so much away from that. I could talk to you for hours. But thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you. And also, because you're the one who manifested this. And I didn't shift your energy. You shifted your energy. Don't put your power on me. I was just there to hold space for you to recognize that you could shift it. You see, that's one of the things that we do. When someone takes us out to dinner, we thank them instead of thanking ourselves for manifesting the fact that we got taken out to dinner. And we have to really start shifting the power back to us to recognize we're the ones in collaboration together. So this is a collaboration. So I'm going to thank myself for manifesting this. And I would ask you to do the same. Yeah, I am. Thank you. I don't even want to say I'm grateful. And thank you again. No, thank you to me for manifesting this. There we go. You're amazing. Well, I hope to speak to you soon. And guys, everything you could possibly want to know about this lovely, wonderful human will be in the show notes. So please do feel free to, as he said, drop him a message and say hi, and I'm sure he'll get back to you. Thank you again so much, Shaman Durek. I love you, my brother. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to the Alternatively Healthy Wellness Podcast Series by Becky Rabin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below and don't forget to give us a lovely little rating. For more information on our podcasts, other episodes and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk. And remember, shaping the healthiest version of you 
means looking purely at you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.